developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. This episode of The North Remembers is brought to you by Minute with Mary. And you know what? I'm doing something really cool on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, I need you to do me a favor. A, I need you to friend request me because I want to be your friend in like real virtual life, not just in your earbuds. Like be my friend. Wait, guys. Real virtual life? Well, right now <laughs> it's just a one-way street and I would prefer a two-way street. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. So find me. Just search hashtag Minute with Mary and find me, Mary Larson. But I really want you to join my marvelous VIP group on Facebook. So all you honestly need to do is just search the hashtag Minute with Mary. Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to The North Remembers. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Game of Thrones on HBO, so sit back and relax because winter's here. Hello, hello, ladies and gents. My name is Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I'm looking at my wife doing her nails right now. (laughs) Doing her nails. Because she's amazing. She's, because I, she's multitasking. I'm a multitasking queen. I don't know how you're doing it. You know, just like Cersei. Cersei's able to do a million things at once. <laughs> million things at once. You know, it's funny because when we did this whole intro, of course, winter is here. Is it? Like, what? WTF, mate. Okay. Jamie Lannister left and it was snowing. Yes. And now we go back to King's Landing and it's Jamaica. <laughs> Okay. Jamaica. So when did that happen? Because, you know, even when the Night King was approaching and was, you know, sadly dismembering the entire Umbers. Sorry you didn't get the horse wagons quick enough, kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it stopped snowing in King's Landing. And so I don't know what happened there. I just have to say that, that I'm saying winter is here. But is winter gone? Or did it stop somewhere? Because it was snowing in King's Landing, and now it's hot well, again. I feel like, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, winter is here. the win- The winter has arrived. the 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 maesters called it the the white. Yeah, know. but did winter go away once the Night King was killed? Like, is it like the end of Frozen? I mean, let's be real. I just watched Frozen today, and this is what it became. You know, Elsa <laughs> learned, oh, love. Love and it's, it's all about love. Love melts a frozen heart, and so okay, like is that just kind of what happened? Like you killed the the king of the night king, so is winter gone? Is winter no longer here because it's not snowing in King's Landing? And I'm very confused. I think there's some debate there. I mean, I know that this isn't as big as the star the Stark Bucks debate, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but. But is winter here anymore, or are we in spring? What's going on? Well, I feel like... Do we need Flonase? <laughs> <laughs> Should I be packing Zyrtec or mittens? Let me know. That, that well, Either way, mittens and Zyrtec. How do, you, how do you think about that? Je suis prêt. 
I am ready for everything. <laughs> She's such a prepared woman. Hey, that's me. All right. So are you pumped? Listener feedback. I in love the house. listener feedback episodes. Me too. And you know, it's it's been a little tough and I, I've been feeling very anxious about this season of Game of Thrones because of course we're podcasting about it for the first time. And we have had some crazy like travel and things going on. But this week we definitely get to do this listener feedback episode. And man, do we have some feedback. All right, let's do it. Well, as always, we start off with the YouTube comments because we love our listeners over on YouTube. Yeah, you know. Thank you very much for listening to us. Agreed. Over there. I really appreciate it. The first one comes from Hector Lugo. He says, great job as always. Thank you. And for your information, HBO has already digitally removed the Starbucks cup. Knew it. But alas, we can still see it posted online. Lucky Starbucks. You can't buy publicity like that. But I, I mean, right. Seriously. Why couldn't oh I couldn't they be drinking Duncan? Seriously. Right? Seriously. Like what it are we doing out. here? I'm glad HBO did that. <laughs> I am. I am. I would have done the same flipping thing. So what? does that mean if you go to the HBO Go app, it will no longer be there? Like no they've longer uploaded. There. Can't wow. do it. Can't do it. Can't be there. It's gone. I would have done the same thing. It's it's sad, but it's lucky Starbucks. It's not man. sad. It is sad. It's I feel like it's one of those things that should have just stayed in. It should have just stayed in and left it there. Because it's it's again it's like one of those no. fun trivia little. I things. mean, this is no, this is not who shot first. You know, Han <laughs> shot first. Let's be real. You can't go in and fix it, George Lucas, and make Han seem like he's a Gryffindor when we all know and move his head in in a completely anatomically incorrect we way. We all know where he's at. Okay. God, I hate hate that Han. Sh- did not shoot first. I hate it. I hate everything so, about it. You know, like that, it was an important character point. Yes. Starbucks cup, Starbucks, not important. And even and even if, even if you wanna you wanna do it, do it right. Don't make it look like that how terrible it really was. You're George freaking Lucas, okay? Oh man. You can fix it the right way. If you can't fix it the right way, then don't do it. Just leave it. It's okay. It's fine. All right. Uh, Chris Lyle says <laughs> By the way, Mary, John is Frodo. I never made that connection. Good pull from there. Good Listen, pull. Man. Listen. Listen, I'm just going to play this for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're all friggin' nerds talking about Frodo. Chris is fine with it, though. He gets it. John needs to go to the elven ship. You're, John does. And you know, the more that I think about it, he is kind of Frodo, but he's less of a dink than Frodo. He, Frodo is such a complainer. Stop it. He's such a, everything. It's like the world, the weight of the world on his, is, is on his shoulders. Yes, it was. No, get out of here. Frodo had such a harder time than Jon Snow. Such a harder time than Jon Snow. <sighs> oh my God. Poor little Frodo. Jon Snow was killed and brought back to life. Exactly. Frodo wouldn't have been brought back to life. Okay. He's such a little. He knew ninny. he has one shot. I'm not throwing away my I'm, shot. I'm, I'm angry now, Sam. Have you seen? Have you seen Jon Snow recently? Yes. Okay. If he could get some eyeliner, from <laughs> he he'd be all about that. All right. On Facebook, uh, we got Claire McCarthy. She says, "I have a three-eyed raven theory." Ooh, ooh bring bring the little sound effect. Oh, you're right. You know what? <laughs> yes, Claire. She says. 
I think we may have to get some more. We may we may get some more dragons. In the trailer for the next episode, we see a dragon in the distance and Euron Greyjoy eager to shoot it down. In the distance. But then his expression changes to one of holy shit. Ooh. And the Azor as the Azor Ahai prophecy says something about him or her raising dragons from stone. And I'm thinking there is a reason why Dragonstone is called that. Mm. Maybe there are stones or fossilized dragons there that Danny brings back to life. Well, how about the dragons that are in the the Red Keep in King's Landing? Well, th- those are all dead dragons. Those so are all what? those are all just bones. So what's the difference? Well, they're not White Walkers, kiddo. Well, there's if? a big difference. There's, it's still magic. <laughs> it is true. There it, it is magic. You know, this this actually has been kind of flying around the inter, interwebs okay. for a little bit. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, so started... wait, they think that there's dragons stuck in stone, not like dead fossils, but stuck in stone? Well, Claire's uh, positing that maybe there are fossilized dragons that may come back to life. So or... what's the difference from the dragons down at King's Landing? I, Those are fossils. It's it's all true. All true. Um the, the one that has been making its way around the interwebs is that, do you remember in season five when Drogon just kind of disappears for a while? Yeah. Uh, they think that Drogon is not a male, but actually a female. And did he find the hidden world? <laughs> that is the question. Did he find Toothless and the Light Fury? Yes. And say, y'all, he, come he, with me. He found the hidden world. Oh my God, if he gets the Bewilderbeast... Actually, do you remember in, in uh, the Race to the Edge, the island that all the dragons go to to have their babies? Yep. That's what they think that Drogon did. He Honey, went somewhere no, to have that's not, babies. Th- that's the Snoggletog episode. Is it Snoggletog? Babe. <laughs> Wait, I just got Snoggletog. Again. You're Again. welcome. Oh my goodness gracious. Remember, Astrid wants to give everyone yes, an egg as yes, a snoggle that's tog right. present. Yes, that's You can play right. the nerds thing again. You're welcome. For all of you who don't know <laughs> how to train your dragon. You just learned the Christmas holiday on the island of Burke is called Snoggletog. You're welcome. So, okay. So, we're thinking that Drogon maybe went and had babies. It's He may or may not. He may not be a male, but he actually may be a female. And he had, and had incestual sex? I don't know, but it's possible. You know? I'm not saying that you're wrong. Danny would be down. I'm, I'm not saying that you're right. I'm saying, huh. Okay. Not bad. Yeah, I could, right. I could, I could kind of co-sign on that. Okay, because you know, Euron does have that expression, like, "Whoa, did not see that coming." I mean, I wouldn't see it coming, and I'd be totes down. We need some more dragons. Uh, yes, uh, Colleen Munvez says Cersei is the real enemy. They have just pushed Danny too much. Oh, I wouldn't say Danny is the enemy. I would agree. Cersei is bad shit. Right, and the thing that I really like about this sentence, and it's kind of. Uh, not totally forward, but they, they people have pushed Danny. Like they have pushed her. She has been pushed to the brink here between losing Jorah and the dragons and Missande and everything and all the Northmen not trusting her. Yeah, the, she has been pushed. Yeah, and she's like Sansa. Okay. Yes. Not gonna trust anybody. Rightly so. 
Yeah. Callum McCarthy writes in, love what Blake said about Jamie behaving like an addict. Oh, thank you. That really framed the scene solidly in my mind. When Jamie left Brienne, I had so many questions. Is he returning to Cersei to crash and burn with her because they're both hateful people? Maybe he's just not ready to finally ditch Cersei. The interaction felt a bit melodramatic and abrupt, but I do understand why Brienne would be so upset to see Jamie leave. And at the same time, doesn't this disrupt Jamie's whole redemption arc? It feels like he abandoned that in seconds. We'll see what happens next. So I am of the belief that Jamie is really going to kill Cersei and that he had to pretend to leave Brienne. That had he said, Brienne, I'm going to go and kill my sister that Brienne would tell somebody because everyone tells people secrets, okay? It's just secret secrets are no fun. And so I don't feel like Jamie could say, I'm the person that can get through the gates. I can go kill her. Yeah. So instead, he pulled a white fang and hurt her and said, go away, white fang, go away. Mm-hmm. Or just like how Arya did it to Lymeria, go yeah. away, go away. Yep. You know, like, I'm going to pretend to hurt you. Because otherwise, Brienne would be by his side. Brienne would be yeah. trying to help him. So I don't, I don't think Jamie's redemption arc um, has been wasted. I think that this is actually a huge part of it. Right, and the way that Callan phrases it here, it's he's saying it feels like he abandoned the redemption arc. Uh, Jamie's not aware of his own redemption arc. Uh, he, he's a character within a story who's in a redemption arc. And I think, Mary, you're right. I, I still think it's possible that he could still have it. I love the idea that he faked being to, like, Brienne, listen, I'm with my sister. I love my sister. And the things that he said is, like, I would have I would have murdered every single person in River Run for Cersei. I would have done he it. He had to say all of those things right. for Brienne not to and follow I don't, him. I don't, I don't not agree with him, by the way. I think he would have. Like, I, I believe every single word that he said to Brienne about it. I totally agree. But I think he's framing it in a sense that, yes, you're right, he's he's pushing it to get rid of her. And also, it's not out of bounds for his character to act like this, to say, I'm going to kill this person, but I'm going to do it my way. Well, think about it. He just the night before was threatened by Braun saying your sister has paid me to kill you right so he knows holy smokes here we are wounded just waiting for things to happen and Cersei has paid someone to kill me right I am the one person who she will open those gates for right and the other thing that comes to my mind too is and this is what the 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 visual evidence of him acting something like this would be like remember when he goes to kill Grandma Tyrell and he gives her the poison instead of actually like chopping her head off. Yeah. Like he, the way that I look at it is if Cersei's going to die, it's going to be me who does it. Mm -hmm. And I have to be there with her. I don't want her to get mauled by all these people. I don't want her to get mauled by dragons. I, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. Good job, Blake. Uh, you're welcome for that. Uh, and I just feel like he has this sense of responsibility because that's his sister. You can't let her go. Mm. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm co-signing on this. I'm one. more afraid that he knows that Cersei has the upper hand. She just took down a dragon, and yeah. he feels like I'm once again. I'm your only hope, Obi Wan Kenobi. Right? Or, it, oh, yeah. All true. You know what I'm trying to say. All true. Uh, Jessica Abel says, "So why didn't Cersei just kill them all while they were standing at the wall?" Agreed. It doesn't seem likely that you would respect those rules of engagement. Agreed. Part of me thinks. 
because she's just a tad scared. She's a tad scared that, oh, I still got these dragons. I know I took one of them down, but, ooh, boy. I don't know. They had so many, what are those called? Um, uh, scorpions. Scorp- they had so many scorpions, which they know work. Right. Um, and Stanny shows up with, like, a busload of people. She was like, now that we don't have any, you know, horses... Let's rent a bus, like a school bus, pack as many <laughs> unsullied as we can right, on, right. and let's go uh, take care of business. Like, they could have easily eliminated Daenerys Targaryen in that very moment. Part of me also thinks maybe she just wants Daenerys to be the one that shoots the first shot. And maybe she'll walk away. Well, and they're doing it at the gates. So, had word gotten out that Cersei did all this. Mm-hmm. Maybe she would lose respect of her people and maybe she wants to, you know, somehow be loved by the people. Right. I doubt it. That's not Cersei's MO. Angie Stansel says, I'll give it four dragons. I loved the middle battle sequence and was interested to see what Cersei was up to while they were fighting the walkers. This just adds more to the Mad Queen theory. This and Masande. I hope they revisit the uh, Gendry Arya thing. I loved the whispers of treason and them all forgetting just how fast rumors spread. Finally, I was a little weirded by Jamie and Bran hooking up, but it was inevitable. Plus, now that he's known a real love, when he comes to learn that once again his sister is trying to pass his child off as someone else's, we could see... The, the Valonqar. Yeah, yeah, theory payout, which is the, like, you're going to be killed by your younger brother right, theory. Right. Um, also, I loved the Hound and Arya teaming up. You know they got places to be, and Arya's list is not empty. I loved a lot of this episode. I especially loved all of Jon's goodbyes, but I, but no love for Ghost. One of two left. What does that mean? One, one of, of two, two dire wolves. Oh, okay, yes. Uncool. I hope that Sam becomes a meister, meister when the throne is said and done. I agree. I mean, Sam needs to be like totes the meister. How do you feel about Jamie and Brienne? hooking up like i because i will kind of admit i'm a little weirded out by it even mm. though i shipped them to all high hell i don't know i just as i was watching it i was like okay this is awesome but i feel kind of funny i love that he was her first you know yes. i don't know if they're gonna grow old and drink lemonade on a porch together someday mm. and sitting in rocking chairs i don't know i don't know if they're like soulmates forever but i think that it was like a really nice i'm gonna give you a good time this isn't just going to be like a nobody, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. I I feel like I feel like people do that. Like I like you enough that I'm going to give you a really good first experience. Sure. And I love you. I don't want to drink lemonade with you right now. You know? I'm I'm down. It's kind of almost like for me like a buyer's remorse thing. Like it was something that I was wishing for all the way back since the days of season 2 when he's calling her Big Brienne and yes. telling her that she's ugly as sin and everything and no matter what he did he just kept on ranking on her. Well, it's now hard because it Brienne's and not it's like, okay. sexy. Brienne's not like and, and nor is she supposed to be. She doesn't know. She's not um gosh, who was the sexiest couple that I said? Oh, oh, Robin uh, uh, Robin um Talisa. Yeah. She's no Talisa. 
I mean, let's not be to least. Real, okay? and, well, at least the way that she's being portrayed on the show. No, exactly. Like she is inexperienced. She's not like making out with people. She's not being told she's sexy. So that's what I'm saying is that she is the actress. She is the character has done a phenomenal job. So we're not sitting there being like, yeah, we want to watch you have sex. Just like Arya. Like Arya has not been portrayed as being sensual or anything like that. Whereas sure. Daenerys has. Right. So I think that that's it. I think that we as the viewers are meant to be feeling kind of weird and awkward. Yes. Because it's like watching someone. It was like it was watching someone's first sexual experience when they have no idea what's going on. So right. I think they portrayed it perfectly. Sure. Louise Garrett Gray says three and a half dragons. How can Danny be flying on a dragon and not see the waiting ambush from Euron? Uh, it's a huge plot hole to uh, to Louise. And also, I and many others have not seen Endgame quite yet and want to watch it spoiler-free. So even if you think it's a minor spoiler, it is still a spoiler. Please stop referring to Endgame while I enjoy your podcasts. I've had to fast-forward through that part to skip to the spoiler. Hope there won't be any more. Thank you. Well, noted. I, I, I've, I've noted it. Uh, I would say that the directors have said it's okay to talk about the film now, that the, the spoiler period has ended. If the directors say that, I mean, it is what it is. And, and what I said was not really a spoiler, what by the you? way. It happened in Infinity War. Oh. So it's when Tony was saying, oh, did you see all the outcomes? And he and, and Doctor Strange was like, yeah, I, I saw oh. them all. It was one. Yeah. And one where we win. And that... and Out of 14 Out of however million. many million, whatever okay. it is. Um, so don't worry. And I would also say that the, the, the movie has made $2.4 billion. Like, many people have hey. seen it. Hey, it's okay. Not everybody has yet, Blake. Just okay. say, I'm sorry. We I, won't spoil it. I'm sorry. I won't spoil anymore. There you go, Luis. <laughs> got you. Donna Antaramian comes in. She says, she's got to give it four, dra- uh, five dragons, it looks like. No, that's no. a four, honey. Oh, it's four. Okay. Uh, the Good. <laughs> she wrote it in emojis. She did. <laughs> so it's a little tricky to count. I know. Uh, the Good was Jon Snow's speech during the fi- funeral sequence. Yes. The Bad was saying goodbye to Rhaegal and Missandei. Yes. Two massive blows for Danny. I really felt much of this episode was from Feast to the end, was a little messy. And the Great was saying goodbye to their friends between Sansa weeping as she pinned the Stark pin uh, on Theon and Daenerys uh. leaning down and whispers in Sir Jorah's ear, I lost it. According to an article that Donna read, neither actor between um, uh, Sir Jorah and uh, Danny, n- neither actor wore microphones at this point and the rest of the cast and the crew were out of earshot. And afterward... Um, they they spoke to the Sir Jorah actor about that moment, and whatever was said by Daenerys was not in the script. And in the stage directions, there's a line that goes something like, Daenerys whispers something to him that he'll never hear and will never know. Wow. So it was left up to Amelia Clark to write her own lines That's for this very special and intimate moment. A lot of pressure, and guys. she said that uh, Ian Glenn, who plays Sir Jorah, says it was something entirely sincere and true to the moment, and it was something that I'll never forget and yet he couldn't flinch <laughs> i know imagine that and amelia clark was just on jimmy kimmel and she said that the people need to prepare for an episode five as it would perhaps be bigger than the battle of winterfell last week yes. and donna has a prediction so yeah. you know what let's uh okay let's uh raven let's, it up let's do it donna this is what she's got to say jamie will kill cersei or cersei will kill jamie <gasps> but leaning more toward the latter. 
Cersei will become the Mad Queen, and she is drinking and sleeping around too much and may have syphilis, which can cause madness. Syphilis. <laughs> I even question her pregnancy, by the way. Preach. And I think her death will be at her own hands. I don't think John or Danny will sit on the throne. In fact, I would not be surprised if Danny or uh, uh, and Drogon uh, die in the big battle next week. And I'm torn between Sansa and Tyrion sitting on the throne if there is one. Whoa. You know, that that's that's a hot take right there. I still don't think she's pregnant. I don't think she's pregnant either. And you know, she killed old Nan, and old Nan would have said, "Honey." You're going through the change. <laughs> Here's an ice pack. <laughs> you know, and and listen, I told you from the last episode, I'm out on Danny. I'm out on her being alive, uh, alive. And I also read a theory today too. It's uh, gotta stop reading these theories. I read a theory that they think that John will be the one left, and perhaps he may kill Danny. Perhaps he may not. Oh, but awkward. He's going to be in a position where he takes the throne. But then decides, I'm not. I'm not a king. I don't want to be a king, and he leaves it to someone else. And he leaves King's Landing altogether and goes up north to yes. hang out with Ghost. Hey, and that torment. was my theory. I know. Did I, this but, person listen to our podcast? <laughs> but it, it's a theory that's been spreading around now too. That he's going to end up being on the throne, but he's going to abdicate and let it go to somebody else Maybe and then he's going to screw up north which i really love this idea because you know he found his true self in the north you, you didn't know. love my coming when it came out of my mouth of course i did i gave you an outstanding for it okay so yeah there you go well, you want me to give you another outstanding <laughs> no, okay no. all right i won't i'm good all right claire uh, michelin de, Bre- de brion says Tyrion keeps trying to see the best side of cersei he keeps appealing to her and tries to draw out the mother cersei Will he ever be successful at this strategy? In a way, I hope he does. And However, I don't have faith in Cersei. It would have been more badass if she had just pushed Missandei off the wall. Agreed. I kind of agree. I, I thought wanted she was her, going to. I wanted her to do that, too. Mm-hmm. That would have been friggin' awesome. Um, but alas, she always has the mountain do the heavy lifting. And if Danny was starting to let some madness in, the floodgate may be opening up further after that episode. I'm super excited to see the conflict between her and the Starks increase. It is one thing to go against the slavers. We can get behind destroying them. However, it is a whole other thing to go after innocence and a family mm-hmm. like the Starks. She may be out of her depth, and I've always loved her. She should be stepping aside for John. He is the true heir, and she's letting power consume her. She speaks of freeing the world of tyrants, yet she seems to be heading down that path herself. And if she had let the troops rest, would they have fared better against Euron? Yes. Thankfully, the Northmen were on horse not. and unharmed. <sighs> the thing that stands out to me here is that John is the true heir and Danny should step aside. I wholeheartedly disagree. John says he doesn't want it. Right. And more importantly, John pledged his allegiance to Danny. And the most John thing to do is to follow up with what he promised, which is. I'm going to bend the knee. Yeah. And the problem that John has is that not everybody is John friggin' Snow. Right. And there are people around her conspiring to make sure that John ends up there. Mm-hmm. It's going to go against anything that he wants. So I just, I don't think that she should step aside. She should not. She should be the one that's in charge. Without her, none of this happens. Right? Right. So that's the way that I feel about it. 
Emma Champion says, I'm concerned that Arya said she's not planning on coming back to Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Also remember Craster's bastards transformed into baby White Walkers a few seasons ago. Are we to believe that they became fully grown in just a few short years and joined the Night King's army? Or were some of them sh- sort of insurance policy to prove f- to future-proof the White Walker threat? Maybe it means in a few thousand years the White Walkers will again... Have another crack at it. You're a wizard, Harry. You know what, Emma? So uh, when we were in that, you know, spot when Bran, I'm going to go now, you know, disappeared, (laughs) and about 10 White Walkers showed up, I too was wondering, where is that scene where they transform Craster's baby, Mm -hmm. and there was like a hundred of the White Walkers. Right. You know, there was like this giant circle of them. So either they were dispersed and they disappeared as well, or you're right, they're hanging out in the north. Well, the the logic, though, would suggest that the babies would have turned into ice bits, Correct. too. Correct. So even if there were babies and there, even if there were like, let's just call them horcruxes within the babies, Correct. right, to keep the White Walkers going... Um, the logic would suggest that they turn to ice bits as soon as Arya puts the knife into Correct. the Night King. So I don't know no matter how that, where they are. Yeah, no matter, it doesn't matter. Correct. I feel like that's probably more like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my guess. Lauren Bennett says, "Where are the second sons? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't Danny call them back when her armies were so depleted?" Hmm. Interesting take. Very interesting take. My guess is that. You're probably right. The second sons are back in e- in the east, making sure that you know Slavers Bay is yeah. no longer turns into Slavers Bay. Right? They're yeah. running. They're she kept she kept Ariana Harris there. So, well, now that she can't have sex with John, she may want to go back to Dario. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the, the, I'm kidding. The hot take here is that Dario Harris shows up, and he shows up in time to maybe defend uh, Daenerys in the final episode. I'm down. I'm kind of down with I'm that, too. I'm totes down. Like, something happens with Cersei, and then all of a sudden, the real conflict breaks out. Yeah. And it's between Danny and John and everybody else. It's like Lord of the Rings again, when everyone has lost all hope at Helm's Deep. Yes. And then Gandalf comes when the sun rises. Right. <laughs> Such a friggin' nerd. <laughs> oh my God. Laura Bennett. Oh, I already read Laura. You read. Yes. Oh, Megan Rose Perry says, I don't know. I'm still mourning the loss of how much bigger the North King story could have been. <laughs> what? The North King? Night King. There you go. Freaking A. <laughs> she just put NK. My brain was like, I can't read letters. <laughs> the Night King. Sorry. I saw it coming. Did you hear me start to slow down? My yes, brain was I like, did. Mary. I, that's why I had my Mary, finger on the button. <laughs> you're you're going to mess this up, Mary. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Megan. Okay. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'll start over. Megan Rose Bear. Bear. <laughs> stop. Stop. Like, ah, oh, stop. Goodness. Megan Rose Pear wrote in saying, I don't know. I'm still mourning the loss of how much bigger the Night King story could have been. Bran! So he just sits in Winterfell now? It's all for nothing. Danny will be evil now? Really? Varys would tell Tyrion a treasonous plot? Really? Cersei wouldn't just annihilate Danny with arrows right there? I mean, I feel like The Walking Dead and Negan. I don't know. I wasn't a fan. Not enough service to Ghost or Regal either. All true. All true. Yep. All reasonably true. I just, I feel like they're putting us down a path where we assume so much 
only to turn it on its head. That's the way I, I it has to go that way. John will end up with ghost. Okay, they, they can't be showing their cards this early. They have to. And there's a reason why this whole thing with with Cersei and and King's Landing is all happening in episode five. I'm a little nervous about wildfire, and I'm a little nervous that Tyrion hasn't talked about it. Right, right. Like he hasn't been like, oh guys, P.S. There's a lot of this stuff over there. They they're probably still making it. Mm-hmm. Cersei doesn't mind like melting people, so. You know, Daenerys, why don't you be the first one to walk in? (laughs) (laughs) We know you can withstand fire. Okay, emails. James Burgess says, hello, Mary and Blake. I so, so I listened and watched your latest video podcast and it got my brain juices pumping. Honestly, I don't think the Night King is dead. I still believe that the real Night King is still in the land of always winter. I think it will, I think it was all too easy for Arya to slay him. And I think that who Arya killed was the first of the Night King's white knights, a general, if you will. And he turned all of the Craster sons, and that's why they died when the general was killed. I think the real Night King is still up in the land of always winter, attached to to Weirwood Tree. Mm. My hopes for the end of the season is that Arya and the Hound head to King's Landing with the help of Tyrion to sneak into the castle as he knows the secret entrances. Arya will be the one to slay Cersei and probably Euron and we shall get a cl- the Clegane Bowl because the so-called prophecy could come true as Tyrion is the one to bring them into the castle so he caused her death. What's your thoughts? Hmm. Well, I totally agree. I think Tyrion knows the back ways. Yes. So I think that that is unless it's Jamie that gets in. I think it's one of the Lannister brothers that finds yes. their way in, period. My, my money's on... Ooh, uh, ooh, see, I know, I know. It's like a 50-50. Oh. See, I, see I'm take bunkered because I was the one who said that Tyrion is the one who kills Cersei. So I'm I'm stuck with that. I still like Arya using Jamie's face. I know, I like that too. <laughs> I really like it too. This one comes from Jeffrey Zellin. He says, as you know, I love you guys and the Aww, Outlander finale party you. in Newport was amazing. Thanks, yes. Jeffrey. For those of you who don't know, we have another podcast called Outlander Cast and we held a giant finale party for us and all of our listeners we did a we did a, a live podcast we did a live viewing of the outlander season four finale it was in newport we had like a hundred people show up from listeners across mm-hmm. the globe and jeffrey was one of them that was there that said though perhaps you're missing the point about the frustration with the darkness mm. of game of thrones episode three in season eight it's not a problem with the artistic decisions regarding the darkness I am frustrated because the actors and the directors, etc., spent a lot of time choreographing what I am sure was an amazing battle scene, similar to the Battle of the Bastards. I just couldn't see any of it. You know, Jeffrey, I think, yeah. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I get it. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like a catch-22. Like, uh, something I always maintain, and I, I, to this very day, I say... Listen, this is their story. They're the ones who tell it. They're the ones who know how to tell it because it's theirs. It's not ours. And yes, we are the ones who, like, for example, Mary and I, we'll, we'll come in here and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about certain choices and maybe we agree with them or we didn't, we didn't agree with them. But for a big choice like that, I feel like that's the way they wanted to tell it. Um, and if you couldn't see it, then either you should amend the way that you watch it or find better settings on the TV to give you what you were expecting. Because HBO can't go fix that. They can't Starbucks that out. They can't Starbucks that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I suppose they could, but it would be a big deal to do mm-hmm. that. So, uh, But I do understand the frustration. Um, 
I I totally get it. I really, really do, guys. As someone who does a lot of the rewatches on my phone, yes. if there is light, I can't see what's going on. I just can't. Right. So I get it. I would highly recommend you watch it in a dark room. This one comes from Yael. He says, I've got a uh, Game of Thrones full circle endgame theory. Oh my gosh. Okay. And yes. I'd love to know your thoughts. Danny is killed by a Lannister, perhaps Tyrion, because she turns into the Mad Queen. Jon has the chance to just go and sit on the Iron Throne like Ned, but chooses not to and heads back north. Now a legitimate Baratheon, Gendry then claims the throne, Boom, and yeah. like his father, he has been rejected oh, by a Stark sister. Sorry. Then, for bonus points, Cersei escapes but Ooh. dies in childbirth, Ooh. and her child lives in exile until one day she wants to return, until she wants to return to claim the throne and we begin all over again. What do you wow, think? That's a lot, man. Well, I will tell you this. I love the poetic nature of this. I love the mm. the 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 concentric circle feeling of, of yeah. this. Um, it it seems to make a lot of sense here. Uh, the only thing is, the only issue that you have is that. Uh, we don't know who Gendry would be married to, who would be the Cersei in all of this, right? It doesn't really matter. Uh, well, it kind of does, because <laughs> Cersei is the one who puts it all together, right? Um, yeah, I, I like this idea a lot, especially with Gendry coming back to rule it and being and being snubbed by a Stark It's so sad. Child. I, I, this, this is kind of nice. Who's going to kill Arya? Why is she not going back to Winterfell? Maybe she just... Oh, that's a good question. Maybe How she feels like the mountain. Arya die? Maybe she feels like the mountain. Like, here's my guess. My guess is that she tries to kill Cersei and she fails, mm. or the mountain just gets her right beforehand. Does the mountain kill her and that's how the hound has the courage exactly. to kill his brother? Exactly. Oh my God, I'm going to cry so much if he <laughs> squeezes her little head yeah. like the scorpion. <gasps> oh, that's, that's what I feel like. That would be so perfectly gross and right. sad and then and then what happens is after they find out about it jamie is the one that has to kill her because now the mountain's kills gone Cersei. yeah okay i mean what the the other if the issue... mountain kills Arya stark oh first and foremost i feel like holy freaking smokes because she just killed the night king but if anyone were to kill Arya stark the mountain, the mountain would, be would have to be it i would i would pro agree with you and uh because cersei ain't gonna do it she can't do that Oh no! I'm getting all sorts of nervous. I, I, I might go I full like take this. on this. I may go full take. Arya killed by the mountain, which gives the hound fuel to kill. Okay, him. I'm going full take. Do it. I'm going full take. Do That's it. it. It like I'm really broken up by it. Who gets needle? Sansa. Sansa gets needle. <sighs> I can't. Okay, yep. Jill. I hope she has something. I'm going full take. Arya gets killed by the mountain. <sighs> And the hound. I'm, I'm down with it too. And, I am so down. Oh, I'm in. I'm, I'm in so on it. I'm so sad. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't come true. And if George R. R. Martin listens to our podcast and wants to add that into his book, you're welcome, George. This one comes from Jill. She says, "I have a three-eyed raven for this week." Oh, Bring here it. we go. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I think Cersei has spent part of her army, or oh, has sent part of her army to the north in Winterfell, and now that is unprotected, she may think that she can take it over then what that would mean that was everyone we said bye felicia to this week will be coming back what do you guys think oh dear uh i'm not sure if i'm in on this because there's there's one way 
for a large army to get to Winterfell, you got to go to the King's Road. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Cersei. I don't think Cersei would leave knowing that Daenerys was coming. I think Cersei would hold down the right. fort first. Right. I totally agree. Uh, so I'm. I'm. I don't think I, I can't co-sign on this. All right. You ready for the voicemails? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Janine from Pennsylvania. Hi, Janine. Um, I give that episode one dragon because there's Whoa. only one dragon left. Oh, okay. Okay, well, not an actual rating of one dragon. <laughs> it was pretty good, but lots of setup for the big battle for next week. Truth. think that the last dragon, Drogon, will die and in the Age of Magic. I think Arya is headed to try and kill Cersei, okay. but I think Jamie's going to kill Cersei, but die with her. So... They're going to go out of this world together, just like they came in. I think next week we have the showdown between the Hound and the Mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And similar on the whole death note, I think they're going to both die as well. Okay. think that the, the Mountain will injure the Hound. They're going to die shortly after each other. I think Johnny, John is going to watch Danny die, just like Egret. And he will be given the Iron Throne but he'll dissipate the realm and turn it right back into seven kingdoms. All right. Guess we'll see what happens. See ya. I love this idea that John watches Danny die like something out, out of his control, mm-hmm. like that he can't help it. And which is why he has to watch himself. He has to go back to the North. He needs to go on the Elven ship. He needs to go because he, because another person that he loves just died without his control. I like this. I like this a lot. I like, I like, everyone, everyone's wicked smart today. Seriously, guys. All right. Blow me away. Hi, all. This is Lynn from New York. Hi, Lynn. Honestly, I was a bit underwhelmed by this week's episode. It gets three dragons from me. I think it's telling that the star of the episode was a coffee cup. <laughs> and Kit Harrington said this was his favorite. I didn't see much of the Shakespeare, but what I did see was an episode of All My Dragons, or as Westeros turns. I'm so over all of the shipping. Euron and Cersei, just ugh. And Arya and Gendry was cringeworthy. Jamie Brienne, not much better. I have to agree with Brienne on this one. They were much better when they were insulting each other. I'm going to start calling these two David and Maddie. I think I can still get on the Sansa Tyrion train, but mostly because politically, I think these two would be unstoppable. But my MVP, MVP this week was Varus. He sees the big picture. He's always seeing three steps ahead. Yep. And he's had his eye on Danny long before he learned the truth of John's parentage. Remember, he served Danny's father, the Mad King. Is he seeing history repeat itself? We can only wait and see. As for my throne ranking, my top choice is still there's not going to be a king or a queen of the Seven Kingdoms. Mm. After all, there's not much left, is there? Most of the major houses are already gone. And with two episodes left, I wouldn't be surprised to see the death toll rise significantly. Well, see you then. Yeah, I agree. And there's something here to be said about the death toll. I feel like we're probably going to be losing some people next week. Some people yeah. that we don't anticipate. Like Arya. I think Arya is going to buy it. I'm I'm on that train. You know what I'm so nervous about? I'm on the train. I'm Full really take. nervous that the like last couple of people that can rule the world will be the new Prince of Dorne. <laughs> out. Nope. I'm and, out on that. And Robin the nipple sucker. <laughs> Out on that too, right? Uh, way out. That's right? why. That's why. Like, even the people that we have between John and Danny and Gendry, nobody wants it. Nobody, nobody wants it. And I just don't think it. I don't feel comfortable with any of that. I know. Um, and 
here's something actually I was thinking of. Here's a here's a three-eyed raven. All right, so what about this? What if we get a fast forward in time? Like, what if we get a moment at the end? Mm-hmm. Um Something like at the end of this episode where the battle is won and let's just say the good guys win, okay? Mm-hmm. The good guys win and the next episode we get fast forward in time. Like like a, like a, a time jump. Yeah, 10 years later. 10 years later. And there's some kid somehow, some way or... Because I, I just... I don't know how they're going to be able to wrap this up. I, at least I think, there, I think there is going to be a time jump. There kind of has to be. Okay. Um, and in the same similar vein as Lord of the Rings, almost where, mm-hmm. you know, where Samwise, spoiler alert, has a bunch of kids with the barkeep who doesn't say a word <laughs> in the whole film, uh, in the whole series. Best role ever. Um, just, just look pretty and have kids <laughs> and show up at, at the round door. I love it. Uh, I just, I feel like there's gotta be a time jump to give us some closure to all of this. Cause I, I just don't see like a, 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 a you know, a, a, panning shot of Jon Snow on the Iron Throne and the screen goes to black and all's happy in the world. I don't know. Man. I can't I can't I can't see that happening. I don't know. Hello from the Highlands of Scotland. It's Kirsten Lane. Hey Kirsten. Giving you my take on the episode. The good. The hound. He may have a face like a half chewed caramel, but mm. Jeepers he has a soft heart for those stark girls. Nice to see Sansa crack her face and be kind for a change. But the highlight was Arya and the Hound reuniting for an assassin's road trip. The bad. Rhaegar Kaplunk. I can't believe that's the end of Rhaegar. There we were, tentatively watching his recovery with his holy wing and shugly flying, only to have dragon kebab served, courtesy of Euron. (laughs) Danny wants to rule the Seven Kingdoms, yet she can't do a proper recon pre-battle. Honestly, she thinks she's all big, but a wee coat fits her. (laughs) <laughs> the great. It's Jamie and Brianne, some Brie Jam Rumpy Pumpy. It was tender and passionate and a little piece of happiness before the heartbreak. And I just know Jamie's heading for a wooden overcoat and a clap with a spade. That's all from me. Cheerio. Thank you, Kirsten. Thank you. Always a pleasure to hear the first, first ballot Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. Marion Blake caller. I appreciate it. And here's another Hall of Fame, Marion Blake caller. You ready? Yeah. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Kathy from Cleveland. Hey. I've been listening to the podcast every week and really loving it, almost as much as Outlander cast. Thank you. I want to talk about some of the remaining strong female characters that are still in the show. One, of course, was killed off this week, and two, Arya and Cersei, remain pretty much true to character. But the other three, I'm not so sure about. First, Brienne. I absolutely hated that they turned her into a blubbering teenage girl when Jamie left. And I hope they do something to remediate that next week. Second, I love the strong woman that Sansa has become, but I just can't get on board with thinking of it as a silver lining to her repeated rape at the hands of a sadistic psychopath or her sitting and discussing it calmly with the Hound. Last, I'm not a fan of the move towards setting Danny up as the Mad Queen, but it probably shouldn't surprise me. Women in power who express emotion, particularly anger, are often characterized as unstable. And I guess it's no different in fantasy land either. Displaying righteous anger and wanting to exact justice in response are not signs of insanity. And last, Blake, 
I'm the one that sent you the interview with Isaac Hempstead Wright where he said that he thinks Bran is careful about revealing information about the future because things have to unfold naturally. Mm-hmm. So I can't take credit for thinking that up myself. He also said that Bran doesn't really see the future very clearly, only in like little snippets and hints. So his ability as a soothsayer is pretty marginal anyway, and I'm not sure any information he would share about the future could be taken with anything but a grain of salt. I guess we'll see. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Well, Kathy, thank, thank you, you very much. Always glad to hear from you. Uh, and there you go. Now you have your credit. <laughs> <laughs> now you have the credit. Um, you know, Mary, I want your opinion on what you feel like the women characters in Game of Thrones so far, how they've been portrayed. Do you think that they've been given their due the way that they ought to have, or they've been kind of short shrifted here? You know, it's hard to say, being that I personally have never gone through war or like the heartbreak or the destruction that almost all, yeah, all these characters have gone through. So it's a little hard to say. Um, I agree with the Daenerys part about, you know, if this was a man, if this was John, okay, so when John had, well, John, John's always been really even keel, but if like a man had been in Danny's shoes and had seen all these people be murdered and had been a great general through time, mm-hmm. would we be calling this person mad? Uh, no, but I think the context is different because she is, again, she's fighting the DNA that's in her that her family has suffered from. That that's that's fact, not opinion. Okay? That's fact. Uh that is part of her, no matter what we say, no matter what we do. And I don't think she's a mad queen because she's pissed off that, you know, uh uh Cersei kills Missande. No, I, I think anybody has deserves the the right to be pissed off and act like it as she as they're walking away. I think what they're trying to show everybody is her reactions to John and how she seems paranoid of the fact that like Tyrion is talking to Jamie. They're mm-hmm. both laughing at each other and she's looking at them like, what are they talking about? Yeah, well, I mean, think about like Alexander the Great. Okay, he probably felt the same way if ever anyone came up who Absolutely. was uh, looking like they may be a good leader that people were looking forward to, you know, any of these grand leaders. So it is interesting because Daenerys is a female uh, that sometimes, it, I don't know, I think it's a very interesting point. But in regards to the other characters, all I can say is all these people have gone through some really messed up stuff. Yes. Uh, so I... I think they're portraying them fine just because once again they've all messed up. They're all messed up. What right about now. what about Brienne and how she reacted to Jamie taking off? Do you find that to be a reasonable portrayal of that character or do you think it did her a disservice? I think it was reasonable and I think we haven't seen the end of it. I agree. There's probably more to come. I mean, you got to think. I mean, she just this is something that she loves this person and he just told her to F off. He told her basically go get her shine boots. After she <laughs> had yeah, right. sex for the first time. Right. And yeah, he basically told her to get her shine box and 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 then takes takes a walk. You know, like I just I I find that her reaction it doesn't take away from her. I think it just gives her another layer. It gives her an opportunity to emote something that we have not seen from Brienne. Mm. And I don't think a woman crying takes away from her character. I think it just 
just shows you another level of that person, right? Well, yeah, and as long as in this next episode we see her be pissed and go like do stuff about yeah, it. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, I think to 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 just if you wanted to say end that scene with her sobbing the way that she did, instead of showing her sob, but then like gather herself back up again, like the way that you think a character like Brienne would do. Okay, they got an argument there. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, would I have liked to see her gather herself back up again? Sure. We will. I think we will too. All right. I think that is the end for now, my darling. Are you ready okay. to close this bad boy out? Yes, I am. Let's do it. Are you ready? Are you ready for the penultimate episode? No. Of the series? No. I'm not ready for it either. It's a Mother's Day. Like, what in the world is going on? And if we're looking at this the way that we normally should, the penultimate episode of every season has been effing stellar. I mean, like, knock your doors off, Stella. Mm-hmm. So, I I feel like we're going to we're gonna get another horse. We're going to get a five plus here. We're absolutely going to oh, get totally. a five plus. And totally. I, I feel like... This episode is gonna is gonna give us something that we have not seen. It's gonna give us something that we have we, that we have no expectation of. Agreed. It, it's it's gonna show us something that we have no idea that's even coming. I totally. So no, no matter all of the stupid theories, it's gonna be awesome. So that's just my opinion. I've said I agree like five times. I know. I realize you have. I'm like I have nothing more to say. <laughs> I'm just I'm just ready. Um, you know. Mother's Day, Schmother's Day. Oh yes, no way. Goodbye. <laughs> Sorry, Mother's Day. We can we can celebrate it on Monday, <sighs> maybe Tuesday because we're gonna be busy recording on Monday. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm just not ready. Just not ready to say goodbye. Uh, no, I'm not yet either. And we're gonna have to say goodbye to some people this week. All right, who who's your who's your number one pick to die? We got a death pool going. Who's your number one? <gasps> I mean, of the bad guys or good guys? Because it doesn't like matter. To... Who's your number one oh, pick? The mountain. Okay. All right. And then who's your who's your dark horse candidate to die? I mean, Arya. That's like... a good one. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that's going to be the train. I think it's going to be mountain kills Arya, hound kills mountain. Yep. My number one uh, to die is Jamie. I think he's definitely dead. Hope so. My doc- I mean, I don't really like hope so, but yeah, that'd be that'd be make me that would make me cry. My d- my dark horse candidate, yeah, Danny. Danny dies. How about Drogon? No, doesn't die. Doesn't e- die. Everybody. <laughs> what do you mean everybody? I don't even know. I'm just throwing out stuff. <laughs> everybody dies. There's no one left. It's all just a glimpse in the eye of a giant. All right. Well, uh, for now, ladies and gentlemen, that's a deep uh, reference. If you uh, go to no <laughs> what. Nan, that's yeah, all she said. This I know. Was. It's all. It's, I know. I know. I got you. Oh, you didn't acknowledge it, and I was like, "Yo." <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Go to MarianBlake.com. Check out all of our podcasts, uh, including Outlander Cast and uh, This Is Us Too. You can also see Mary's podcast about business and marketing called Minute with Mary, and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff that we do over there. Find us on social media, Mary and Blake. As for now, my name's Mary Larson. My name's Blake. And the North remembers. <laughs>